step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Fantasy Fatcast. It's July 5th of 2016. This is the Fatcast Episode 2, breaking down the early quarterback rankings for season-long fantasy football. I'm your host, Eric Mack, and I'm joined by co-host David Ganis of SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. How's it going, Ganis, man? Nice I, to talk with you again. I have, I have the worst sunburn. Dang July 4th weekend. I need you to All rub right. some aloe on me. I'm going to stand over here now. <laughs> uh, this episode will also be joined by Mark Strasberg, one of the fantasy football writers at So-Called Fantasy Experts. Uh, Mark will join us shortly. And if you have any questions you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can email us your questions at fatcast at so-calledfantasyexperts.com. So, Gannis, tell us it about rolls right the, off the uh, tongue. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of ats and words and dot coms. Uh, tell us <laughs> about the uh, so-called fantasy experts uh, draft kit. So the draft kit is actually rolling out this week. A lot of it's already up. Um, through the week, we're going to have it. We're doing it by position. So quarterbacks going uh, Tuesday, running backs on Wednesday, wide receivers Thursday, and tight ends on Friday. And each of those positions, basically, we'll be talking about sleepers and busts and rookies and uh, – our content manager, Joe Bond, actually does an awesome job. He's he's uh, managing the puppet strings, as it were, while we all dance. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see you on strings. What, what kind of pound cast <laughs> do you require? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, um, You know what? This is going to be a good episode, yeah. though. This is our quarterback. Pre- Speaking of quarterbacks, which is actually going yeah. – uh, that's what our – draft kids putting up today we're doing a quarterback preview episode today and so we're going to talk about um some you know go through the rankings through our staff rankings for the most part but mixing in our individual thoughts and then uh we also have a couple new segments we're going to try out the grizzle or sizzle because it's a fat cast it makes sense that it has to be something (laughs) fried related right and then we also have finders sleepers because we come up with things no one's ever heard of before. <laughs> yeah, the sleepers, uh, like bus, they can be tricky because people have to not like them. Yet, in order to be a sleeper, in an analyst oh, perspective, you have to like them. All right, I like so, that. Good uh, point. Strategy I a, and, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I wrote a bust article this week, and it's way easier to write a bust article because nobody – Everybody, every you could pick anybody who's going to be a bust. 
to pick a sleeper, you really got, you know, I mean, it's, it's much more difficult to come up with people. Nobody likes that you should like. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well, the uh, strategy of quarterbacks, I know, uh, you know, we're in numerous experts leagues and those leagues tend to be real long waits before the quarterbacks go off the board. But in general, I think the home leagues, the leagues against your buddies and uh, the ones you kind of make your dough on, um, the quarterbacks go a little earlier. Um, Giannis, what's your specific strategy if you had to pick one with quarterbacks? And I definitely wait. I definitely wait a long time. And because, uh, you know, we do so many mock drafts and extra drafts and all that stuff, it, it almost, you know, we're already in that mode of thinking we're going to wait on quarterbacks. To be honest with you, even when I'm in a local league and it goes quarterback heavy early, I just load up at the other positions and then and then come in later because invariably I'm going to be able to trade one of my backups for a decent quarterback if the guy I get is a stinker. Yeah, what about those two quarterback leagues? Those those are so tricky. You know, that's a great point, and that's probably a good point to bring in Mark if he's there to bring him in because he, he plays uh, two quarterback two leagues quarterback. a lot. So here's Mark uh, Strasberg from So-Called Fantasy Experts. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to be here. So uh, we're talking quarterback yeah, strategies and drafts, and we're curious to hear uh, your overriding principles of drafting quarterbacks, and then how do you change your uh, moves when you're talking to quarterback leagues? Well, I think like you guys said, when I'm playing the traditional league, I wait, wait, and then probably even wait a little more. I mean, sometimes it's not the 10th or 11th round until I pick a quarterback in a regular league. In a two-quarterback league, though, it almost flip-flops, especially if it's a 12-man league. Because in that situation, yeah. you, you almost need to have three quarterbacks to cover yourself for bye weeks. So when I do yeah. a two-quarterback league, I'm often choosing a quarterback maybe even in the first round, if not early second. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough dynamic. You really have to know the dynamics of your league, not only with the rules and the the roster requirements, but you have to know how the people in your league generally draft because you can have a league where like I like I said earlier with home leagues and uh quarterbacks go earlier and you could get you could legitimately get shut out of quarterbacks. I know a lot of people will say, "Well, the the 13 to 20 range of quarterbacks has some sleepers in there." But Say your league is super sharp in this particular year. You don't want to be shut out of the top 12 quarterback. It's tough. It's tough to find that kind of production uh, if everybody else has gobbled up all the passers. Agree. I absolutely agree 100%. I mean, I often say that depending on my league, I have a completely different strategy. But yeah. the and I will say, I mean, I don't. I think you can actually this way get a, get away in a two quarterback league, even with say a 14 and a 15. You know, quarterback 14, quarterback 15, but you don't, you can't go in with that strategy because next thing you know, you're looking at, you know, 19 and 25 when uh, trying to execute that strategy. So it, it's you can try it, but it's a very risky strategy. So that's why, again, I try and nail a guy at least by my second pick, at least grabbing a quarterback, at least one. So, David Gonis, let's uh, go over the so-called fantasy experts' uh, top five at the quarterback position. How does it look right now? among our experts. We have Cam Newton first. That's pretty obvious. Aaron Rodgers second. Those two, for the most part, you're going to see swap maybe back and forth. Andrew Luck third. He just signed a big contract coming off a a rough year, mostly uh, injury-related. 
Um, we'll see how that translates now with the biggest contract in NFL history, I think, for a player. Um, oh, yeah. Fourth, fourth, we have Russell Wilson. And then fifth, Ben Roethlisberger, which I think is really interesting uh, because, you know, here's Big Ben without Martavis Bryant, without Heath Miller, which really he's been kind of without Heath Miller for uh, <laughs> a couple seasons now. <laughs> uh, but he gets Ladarius Green. But it's interesting, and, and, and uh, Le'Veon Bell is hurt. Uh, he should be fine for the start of the season. But it's interesting that Big Ben is the fifth quarterback, and it kind of is um, indicative of, a shift in the quarterback rankings. Like, in other words, Peyton Manning is gone. Right. I know he was kind of falling back a little bit last year already. Drew Brees is falling back a little bit. I know Mark uh, does like Drew Brees a lot. We have him six. Mark, what do you think about Brees this season? I think Brees is getting a lot of, I don't say bad press, but not enough attention, to be honest with you. Um, we're talking about a guy that consistently passes for 4,000 yards. Even last year, we said, oh, Brees is done. That's it. They're going to go to the running game. Next thing you know, the guy's an amazing quarterback once again. I, I, I think, Breeze, you've got to consider him part of that elite. I don't know if I would put him ahead or behind uh, Big Ben, but I think he's very, very close to that. And if you want to make him the sixth quarterback, I don't think I would argue at all with that. I might even argue uh, number four. And I think the I think age – uh, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Breeze. Uh, go ahead, Max. Sorry about that. The uh, age, you know, might be what scares a lot of people. Um, you know, the the injury risk. I know he's never really had a serious injury that knocked him out of a season since that shoulder injury that kept him from uh, uh, staying in San Diego. But, um, you know, the age is what scares people off, and that's good news. Sometimes things that uh, scare people in fantasy football and bring the value to you, uh, you can capitalize on. Yeah, I was just going to mention it. You know, it's it's almost also uh, there's a lot to do with perception. So, Breeze last year uh, posted 360 something fantasy points in, in pretty much most scoring systems. You look five years ago. Look at the 2010 season. Now in, in uh, 2015, he would have ranked um, sixth overall behind uh, you know Cam Newton, Brady, Wilson, Bortles, and Palmer. 2010, he would have been the highest scoring fantasy quarterback in the league. So he's been consistent, but the league seems to have kind of fluctuated around him. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. He's got a great system. And, uh, you know, some developing targets, you know, Brandon Cooks. We probably haven't seen the best yet of Brandon Cooks. A lot more to come there and some young receivers. Um, and you look at what Jimmy Graham failed to do with Russell Wilson, who is a pretty good quarterback, yet – Drew Brees uh, made Jimmy Graham an elite tight end, and Russell Wilson, when Jimmy Graham was healthy, couldn't get him out of his own way. So there could be huge numbers for a lot of those developing targets for the Saints. I agree with you guys. I mean, I, I like Michael Thomas. I mean, I, I think I mean I, I talk about him in my rookie piece coming out later this week. I, I think that guy's actually going to be a, uh, have a breakthrough year. Not not ten touchdowns, a thousand yards, but. You know, you give me six touchdowns, 800, 900 yards for my wide receiver four, I'll, I'll take it. One and of those guys that's, that's top shelf for a rookie. Right. One of those guys you draft late, and by midseason, he's starting every week for you in your lineup. All right, so let's, let's move on to our first grizzle or sizzle. So the way this right. works is Explain I'm going to mention me. a guy, and, yeah, you guys basically tell me if you think this guy is grizzle, which means – 
where he's getting drafted is probably uh, too high compared to where you think his, his value will end up. Or do you think he's sizzle, which means he's hot. This guy's going to be somebody that's going to outproduce his draft value. So we're going to do three Yum. of them for you. All right. <laughs> uh, one already. Let's go. <laughs> the first one we're going to do is Carson Palmer. His uh, ADP is in round seven. Wow. Where do you guys think about that? Let's go with uh, go Mark. What do you think? Okay, go ahead, Mark. Or let's go with let's go with Emac first. Asia <laughs> for beauty. I'll go go first. ahead. So uh, Carson Palmer, I, I think he might be if you look. Uh, around the fantasy realm, a top five fantasy quarterback, and he's got what I like to see in my fantasy quarterback, various weapons. It's not a one-man show in Arizona, and he can hit a lot of different people. In fact, it frustrates the heck out of uh, daily fantasy players, uh, the Arizona Cardinals do, because every time you think you've got the receiver peg that Palmer's going to light up with uh, production in a given week, he picks someone else. So I like Carson Palmer as a top five fantasy quarterback, and you're talking Round seven in a standard league, I think that's uh, that's where the quarterback uh, position probably should be drying up, not in the thick of it. So I'm going to give that a big old sizzle. Nice, nice. Now, Mark, before you get into yours, you're uh, – I don't know if you're jumping rope in the attic or what, but we're getting you breathing <laughs> pretty hard through the, through the microphone. <laughs> um, but go ahead and give us yours. What do you think of Carson Palmer, Grizzler Sizzle? I'm going to give him a grizzle, and this is why. He has battled some injuries over the year. And even though I think, you know, like I guess put it this way, week two through ten, I would give him a sizzle. Or one through ten, I'd give him a sizzle. But I'm just worried come fantasy playoffs, he gets injured again, and then I'm stuck scrambling. And at that point of the season, a lot of the good quarterbacks have already been, you know, a lot of sleepers have already been taken. So I'm going to give him a grizzle. Yeah, it's a good thing. Fergano says, I'm the same. I'm going with a grizzle here, too. He's a grizzled veteran. It's even in his name. I'm going to go with grizzle. He's an old guy. Last year was his second best year ever. And uh, if we just, you know, have his uh, stats bounce back, recede a little bit back to their norm, I think we'll see uh, a good good fantasy quarterback, but I don't think we see one that I want to draft in round seven. Emacs writes that that is going to be where they're going to be drying up, but I would rather be picking up some uh, sleeper, well, sleeper, some wide receivers and sleeper running backs at that, at that spot. All right, so you know what? We've kind of burned a lot of time on that. We're going to move ahead, and we'll come back to Grizzle Sizzle for next week, uh, for the oh, next podcast. On, I like that. Do oh, one more. Right. One, right. And that's Do how I was breathing so heavy. I was getting all excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do one more. And this one is actually right. also a round seven guy, Blake Bortles. And this time we start with, we'll start with Mark on this one. Absolute grizzle. He's, I think he's the number one quarterback to regress. And, again, as we talked beforehand, I mean, you can get a quarterback later than seven who's starting quarterback every week. Definite grizzle. I think he's a sizzle because of your opinion. And your opinion is going to be echoed with a lot of fantasy analysts. It's going to be echoed with a lot of fantasy players. But you look at second-year quarterback, 35 touchdowns, and a Jaguars team that has AR-15. They have Alan Hearns. They have Julius Thomas, who wasn't even healthy for most of last season, uh, developing uh, offensive line, a developing defense that I think – 
can help Bortles uh, mature into a winner, not just a uh, touchdown guy. I know a lot of his production came in what I consider garbage time type games, but if everyone has the opinion that uh, what we saw last year was uh, smoke and mirrors, I think Bortles Bortles is going to be a quarterback that falls a little bit. He might not be a 35 touchdown guy, but if he's a 30 touchdown guy where you draft him, uh, I think that's a uh, solid production. And again, I, I like quarterbacks with various weapons. And when you talk Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, uh, Julius Thomas, and I think the running game, TJ Yeldon, uh, <laughs> developed. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sizzling with Bortles. Of course, I'm sizzling with great Palmer, take, too. So. I'm sizzling with a lot of quarterbacks around round seven. <laughs> That's a good take. I like I like the opinions on those. those. Those good. Bortles for me, he's grizzled in round seven, but he's sizzling round nine, which is when I drafted him. And the I'll go with Athlon, that. I'm, I'm good with that one. Yeah, and the Athlon Fantasy Football Draft Guide, which came out this week, and you can read two of my articles. One of which will tell you that it was written by David Gornos. So you got that going <laughs> for me. Yeah. I hear that guy's an up and comer. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on. Uh, I oh, but but just uh, back to Bortles. I think with what Emac was, was saying with the defense, I think that's actually gonna bring him bring his numbers back down, which you intimated, but you kind of also said that that's why it might help him. Okay, so we'll move on. Uh, Emac, I know you're up there in the Boston area. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we got the Tom Brady suspension again. It's like it's like deja. Gate Vu or something. <laughs> yeah. four, he's well, the, suspended for four more four games to start the season. How are you yeah. approaching uh, drafting Tom Brady this year? Well, Tom Brady for me uh, was a, a guy that got me off to a huge start in the uh, uh, experts league with um, the Delhi Delhi guy there. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jake Seeley. <laughs> yeah, Jake Seeley, the Delhi Jake guy. Seeley, yeah. uh, I I had uh, drafted Tom Brady as a backup quarterback. I think it was like the 30th, 13th quarterback off the board in a like, a round, like a round 12 type guy. And I think you can get him there again, and you can get the same kind of thing from him. Now, you're going to have to draft a, another quarterback in front of him, but uh, you know having multiple uh, darts on the dartboard with the quarterback position is a good thing because in any given week in the right matchup, a quarterback could go off for four touchdowns, and Tom Brady's that guy after week four or after game four, um, for that matter. Um, and I love his weapons. Again, another varied weapons quarterback when you're talking Edelman, Gronk, uh, Martellus Bennett, the purple unicorn. Uh, I think there's a lot of value with getting Tom Brady as a backup. Um, you know, let's go. Mark, why don't you uh, let us know what you think on that with Tom Brady? My problem with Brady is the same problem I have with any New England player. You never know what, you know, the evil hooded one is going to do. Um, <laughs> I remember a game a few years ago where it was like, oh, you know, how are the Pats passing uh, offense going to deal with uh, whatever the opponent's defense was. It was incredibly stout. And, you know, the evil hooded one just said, you know what, we're just going to run the whole time. <laughs> and it worked, so you give him credit for that, but you just never know – what he's going to do. And, and that just, to me, is just so frustrating. And, yeah, if Brady keeps falling, 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 I mean, we're talking about seventh round. I mean, if I see Brady in the eighth, ninth round, I'm going to jump on him. He'll but, be later than that. Yeah, you know, I don't know, I, I think, I think uh, Mark's right that it's going to be earlier. I think um, in, in a lot of leagues, because all it takes is one person in your league to, like, 
Tom Brady at the spot and he's gone, as opposed to twelve, you know, eleven other people not taking him in a round and you get to take him later on. Yeah, um, but if you're playing with a bunch of mass holes, there's there's no question you're gonna, you know. I do play with a bunch of those. Ganos is one of them. <laughs> oh, you said mass like he mass said mass hole. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, it, the way I look at Brady is that I'm taking him, and like you Matt said, I'm I'm definitely um, doubling down with another quarterback. Um, and now that brings us to another subject is. Do you draft? Do you regularly draft backup quarterbacks? And Emac, you said that you like to have two darts on the dartboard. Say it's, uh, let's say it's a sixteen-round draft. Are you taking a backup quarterback? Yeah, regardless in, in the, of who, general, who's the first quarterback general, you take it. Um, in general, I'm like you guys. I t- try to wait on quarterbacks until it gets to be ridiculous, and uh, Cam Newton's on the board in the third round, and then I, I have to go quarterback. But if I'm not drafting the first quarterback, the second quarterback, or third quarterback off the board, or maybe even this year you can make a case with the third quarterback, Andrew Luck, you, you probably want to back up anyway. You want to get a backup quarterback if you don't get one of the guys that you put out there who is immune to matchups. You know, if, if I, I call it the uh, Seahawks uh, test. If you would start this quarterback, quarterback against the Seahawks, you don't need a backup. But if you can't consider him against the Seahawks defense, then uh, you're going to need to draft a backup quarterback because you want to play the matchups. You want that elite production at the highest scoring position. Yeah, I like that. I'm, uh, I'm, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm kind of in the opposite. Like uh, I, I won't take a backup quarterback unless I've waited until I got the ninth, tenth, or eleventh quarterback. Then I'll take two pretty quickly back to back. Um, right. and then I'll use the matchups or I'll dump one as soon as bye weeks uh, come around. I need to fill another spot. Um, Mark, what do you think? I don't think I have necessarily a, you know, universal policy there. I think it's, I'm really at the point where, you know, we're getting to the 14th, 15th round, you know, what, what's the best player available? You know, if the quarterback's the best player available and he's my backup, that's the guy I'm going to take. If I've got, six other receivers or running backs ahead of them. Yeah. I'll just go that and worry about getting a quarterback uh, during one of the waiver wires. That is a, Way that too is a good call. The, the draft does tend to dictate it, but in general, uh, I don't like uh, having to feel like my quarterback goes down, my team's going to struggle. Um, so I like to have one of those top 15 quarterbacks where um, in any given week I can have a premium matchup with my guy. And the only thing that turns it off is if I got Newton or Rogers and, you know, after that you got, you're talking about a bunch of risky uh, health uh, in age type quarterbacks, Andrew Luck, Ben, Big Ben, Carson Palmer, Drew Brees. uh, You know, those guys come with a lot of risk uh, with their age and uh, injury history. So you got to have something good, like uh, have a a Tony Romo, a Tom Brady, uh, Eli Manning, who I think, a lot of people might not uh, necessarily pick as a starting quarterback. He might end up in the backup quarterback realm. All right, so we kind of pushed away from the from the uh, rankings. Let me go back to them, and we'll, we'll get caught up here. Drew Brees at six, Carson Palmer seven, Bortles at eight, Brady at nine, who we talked about, Eli Manning ten, who Emac mentioned, Derek Carr. I thought was interesting at eleven. Uh, a lot of people talking about him, third year breakout. Um, Andy Dalton at twelve. He's kind of a forgotten guy. 
Philip Rivers at 13, and then a guy I have a lot higher than uh, a couple of the other writers is I have Tony Romo at 10, and I like him as, you know, Emac just mentioned him, exactly what you just said. An aging guy, he's injury risk, all that stuff. He's a guy I'm drafting late, and I'm definitely picking up a backup. Uh, someone like Tyrod Taylor, who that he's probably going to have a lot of, like, uh, inc- inconsistent, you know, big games and, you know, lesser games. Right. He's going to be all over the place. He's going to be a guy I'll take as a backup to Romo. Um, and I know, you know, we're we're getting down into the, uh, let's see, before we go into that, let's uh, hit some of the other rankings. We have Tyrod Taylor, 15th, Kirk Cousins, 16th. Speaking of which, real quick, the the quarterback free agency this past season, you never see top quarterbacks get picked or, you know, get a uh, – go for free agent contracts elsewhere. If you're a good quarterback, right. you're going to stay with the same team. The The quarterbacks available in the free agency this past year, Kirk Cousins, Sam Bradford, Brock Osweiler, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Robert Griffin III. Like, it's yeah. it's really is uh, – it, it's kind of a nice, a nice sing, uh, signal of just how important a quarterback is to an NFL team. And, uh, and I know Sam Bradford – um, he's somebody Mark wanted to talk about uh, as a as a decent uh, sleeper. What do you think about that, Mark? Well, I, and I, I think it must be clear. If I'm in a one quarterback league, Sam Bradford's I don't even think on my radar. <laughs> but if yeah, I'm sure. in a two quarterback league, I mean Bradford's being like the 28th, 28th, ninth guy I've seen in rankings. I think that's incredible value for a guy that I think really has never had enough talent around him. And I'm not saying Philly, Philly's now got a ton of receivers or running backs, but, you know, for a guy that I think is going to be serviceable, there's, and as, as a quarterback, too, in a two-quarterback league, if I have, say, a Rodgers or a Luck as my uh, number one quarterback and Bradford's my number two, or when I say number two, my second, my other starting quarterback, I'm not worried at yeah. all. And given that I can probably get him in the 15th round, I'm happy to go with that. There are some weapons in that offense. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. Uh, but you got to like Jordan Matthews, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, they added Ruben Randall from the Giants. Uh, Zach Ertz. And Ertz. Don't from, forget Ertz. Yeah. They had two, two decent tight ends. And uh, there, there is talent there. And Bradford would be one of those guys that uh, I wouldn't mind having on my roster as just in case. And there's a lot of quarterbacks you can put in that group. I think, Ghanas, going back to your comment about the free agent quarterbacks, all those names you mentioned, it's kind of been an indictment on who they are. The fact that a team would allow a quarterback to go free agent kind of says, well, this team doesn't like him. So there's something to dislike about that collection of names. I know Bradford was one of them, and I'm kind of arguing with myself here. But um, the fact that a team would even consider letting a quarterback go that could have – uh, a high ceiling in an in NFL that values the quarterback so heavily. We saw what three quarterbacks go in the first round um, last uh, this this past April, and uh, we'll, we'll switch gears now to the younger quarterbacks. We'll we'll start with Mark in uh, the second year quarterbacks. You know, we we had an injury with Marcus Mariota. Jameis Winston actually had some huge moments down the stretch. Uh, Mark, give us uh, your your preview of those two second-year quarterbacks? I definitely like those two players. Um, you know, over the offseason, I looked at some of the trends, and if you start looking at it, you see that the second year 
is where quarterbacks really sort of make the jump. Yeah, they get better and better, but the big jump is often between year one and year two. And I think yeah. both uh, Mariota and Winston do make that jump. I mean, if you look at Winston, his performance is actually starting getting better every week. I mean, yes, he, I remember he had that, like, four-interception uh, game against Carolina. But I think, like, after week 10, I think he threw, like, three interceptions the rest of the season. And so I think Winston is going to be a huge jump this year. And I also like Mariota. I mean, they're starting to surround him, give him some more weapons. I think both those players are going to definitely be top 20 quarterbacks this year. And, again, we're talking about quarterback two, quarterback one. If they're my second quarterback, I'm ecstatic. And I think Mariota has a little bit of that Blake uh, Bortles-type season in him, the Bortles of 2015. You know, he he made a a great fantasy receiver out of – uh, Allen Robinson, he's got some weapons. You know, Kendall Wright has some talent. You know, Dorrell Green Beckham, he's got some uh, downfield capabilities with his size and, and, and range and length. And you got a solid tight end in Delaney Walker. He adds DeMarco Murray, who's not necessarily a pass catcher, but an offensive weapon that can put him in the position uh, to, to be a factor in the red zone. And when you talk about Mariota, you're going you're gonna to get some rushing totals out of him too. It's kind of the reason we have Cam Newton unanimously number one. You know, he, he chips in the, the rushing and the rushing touchdowns that uh, an, an Aaron Rodgers or the other quarterbacks might not get. And I think, what, didn't Winston have like five rushing touchdowns last year also? Yeah, it was surprising though because he, he wasn't a, necessarily a scrambling quarterback in college, but he did chip in those uh, for fantasy guys down the stretch. And if you play daily fantasy sports, you got to love those, those rushing quarterbacks because the prices in daily fantasy are based on passing numbers. And the, the, the rushing numbers come surprisingly in a, in a given week, and that's where you can really uh, trump your price on a quarterback and get huge value. So, Ganos, uh, tell us about some uh, backup or even QB3 if you're in a two-quarterback league. Some guys deep down the list that you like as sleepers in 2016. Yeah, these are guys that I envision more as um, players that when bye weeks hit and you're scrambling and you're trying injuries are there, I think these are guys that we might be looking to depending on the matchups. But Teddy Bridgewater is a third-year sleeper. Um, I can see him having some nice games at different points in the season. He actually has one of the best fantasy strength of schedules around. And really, all he needs for his fantasy value to skyrocket is an injury to a 31-year-old running back. And then suddenly Bridgewater is going to have a lot more value. Um, and, you know, you mentioned yesterday, earlier you were talking about Winston and, and Mariota um, and Winston, you know, rushing touchdowns, and it's good to have those in DFS. Most often, look at any rookie quarterback. And, and Winston, you know, Winston and Teddy Bridgewater are great examples. Both of them picked up some good uh, – good runs and good score um, run scores and they're not running quarterbacks, but it's because they were rookie quarterbacks and they improvise, you know, when they get, they get flushed and they just take off, you know, it's only, it's the easiest way to not make a mistake in their head. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask you about uh, Colin Kaepernick. I know he's on tentative ground this uh, off season, in San Francisco, but uh, Chip Kelly's there, and he's kind of a, a guy that, that could value, a, a, you would think, a Colin Kaepernick-type talent. Curious your thoughts on Kaepernick this year. Yep, exactly, and I think he's a guy that's been uh, 
crapped on Crappernick. He's been crapped on enough for <laughs> the past year that, you know, he's definitely nobody's going to be looking his way. But here in Chip Kelly's system, this he could definitely, you know, he's a guy that has wheels. He could pick up 50 to 60 yards again and, um, and rushing. When you talk about, you know, that's like adding uh, a, a touchdown and a half in passing when you can pick up 60 yards rushing as a quarterback. Right. So, um, so he's now obviously – uh, he's got more issues than just all of a sudden he's just stepping into a system. But um, I think he's somebody – Chip Kelly has uh, – well, let's say it like this. Coach Kelly has a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's <laughs> going to be wanting to prove a lot of people wrong, and I think he'd be happy to do something uh, uh, progressive with Colin Kaepernick. So let's talk some rookie quarterbacks. We've kind of, uh, you know, pounded the – Founded the fantasy football landscape on quarterbacks. Rookies aren't necessarily uh, rookie quarterbacks aren't necessarily draftable in most fantasy leagues because they tend to be outside the top twenty-five among fantasy quarterbacks. But uh, either Ganos or Mark, give me a rookie quarterback you think could be impacting fantasy leagues down the stretch. The one guy, I Mark, would you say, go ahead. Yeah, go okay. Ahead. Well, the one is Seaman for, for Denver. That whole quarterback situation is a mess right now, and yeah. I really feel you got a three-sided coin, to be honest with you. I mean, they're saying that Seaman right now is the number two guy there. Do I think he's going to be the right. starter? Would I draft him? No. Am I keep my eye on him, or if I'm in a super deep league, will I be taking him? I think so, just because I think he could be the guy down the stretch, as, we, as you said, as you look toward the fantasy playoffs, that, that right. might be the one taken over, and given, again, that no one else is going to touch him, I might be willing to do so. Actually, that sounded really bad, but I think you guys understood what I was saying. <laughs> Giannis, what about well, you know, Lance and Philly? Just real quick, just touching on, on uh, the the guy for Denver, Seaman. The, I, I think it's more of a case, in my opinion, I think it's more of a case he's just the only guy there that knows the system right now. Um, and there's still, you know, this is talking about in shorts, like let's let's see two weeks in, three weeks in, a month in, um, how uh, Paxton Lynch and Mark Sanchez are doing in this system because they're both new, they're figuring it out. Um, but so you're saying uh, Lynch and Sanchez are smart guys? <laughs> I'm I'm saying they're smart enough to be NFL quarterbacks, and with that, they obviously have enough talent and skills to be uh, considered well future a future and a former starting quarterback for the NFL. So I think they would end up uh, overtaking the seventh rounder from, from 2015. Um, but the thing now, is Denver, that defense in Denver, uh, it probably won't be as good as it was a year ago, but Mark Sanchez has proven that he can manage a game with a good defense. And I, I think the experience there should position Sanchez ahead of the, the younger guys there. Definitely, and that's and that's where I've kind of um, I have Carson Wentz ahead of Paxton Lynch, not because I think Wentz is a better quarterback. I actually, I like Lynch in, with Memphis. I lo- I saw him at USF uh, for a couple games, or you know, play USF a couple games. But I saw him last year in person, and I think he's going to be an excellent pro quarterback. Carson Wentz, we'll see. He's from North Dakota State. The difference is, I think Carson Wentz is going to definitely get uh, some playing time in Philadelphia because he that's his. Uh, that's Doug Peterson's guy. Um, yeah. Sam Bradford, not, not so much. It wasn't his guy. You know, that was Chip Kelly brought him over. Uh, they re-signed right. him, but really more as a, as a safety, I think. Carson Wentz, I think, is going to get volume early, where just like Jared Goff, 
Um, but I think Paxton Lynch eventually is going to be better. But that team is looking – they just won the Super Bowl. They're looking to get back into the Super Bowl. They want a veteran guy that's not going to make mistakes, and I think that's uh, – right. they got to go with Sanchez. Well, you mentioned Jared Goff. you got to love uh, his situation if he, he wins the starting job over the likes of Case Keenum and Nick Foles. How can you not win the starting job over those two guys? Uh, but you have Todd Gurley as the, the bell cow, the show – uh, in LA, and I, I think that uh, it should be very entertaining uh, to watch this team now in LA with uh, Gurley and golf uh, potentially rising above. You know, you don't have the surefire targets uh, with the Rams, uh, but that could be a good offense if Gurley holds up physically and becomes the 1,515 touchdown guy he looks like he can be. Uh, quick opinions, Mark, first you on uh, Jared Goff. My issue with golf is Jeff Fisher. I mean, this man constantly kills fantasy teams. And, yeah. I mean, just the fact I – mean, maybe he's just trying to motivate golf, but the fact that he's sort of announced that, you know, Casey Keenum and Nick Foles are going to be his guys this year, that, 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 that scares me. And, and maybe yeah. I'm, you know, maybe I'm being a little bit of a chicken, but I just – I'm so scared with what Jeff Fisher does with golf. But I think given the right situation, and I think golf will be good. I mean, I, I like golf as a keeper. I think he's probably my number one – rookie quarterback looking long-term, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just got to develop those weapons downfield. Ganos, quick uh, quick opinion on golf? Yeah, I think he's just going to be the, you know, the Troy Aikman of 1991, you know, kind of a guy that <laughs> yeah. manages a great offense, but he's not going to be a fantasy guy. There's just too many fantasy quarterbacks that are throwing two, two touchdowns a game, you know, it, it seems like. So he's just not going to have – they're going to be running the ball. The defense is going to be – destroying they're just going to control the clock so and he doesn't have the weapon i mean look at that those receivers and tight ends it's going to i think you know they have to get some more weapons in there before he becomes a a great a, a good fantasy guy for me at least so Gonos, we want to do your uh finder sleepers here we we don't have much time Ooh. left but we can uh quick hit them with this finder sleeper so you pick one player as a deep sleeper long shot um you know we can discuss why uh quarterbacks are tough for uh, sleeper discussion, uh, but sure. um, yeah. give me uh, Gano's first, you. Well, actually, you know what? I just want to mention Mark kind of uh, threw his out there earlier with Seaman, um, but I would like to point out in Mark's behalf, he did pick a, a Brock Osweiler breakout last year on so-called fantasyexperts.com, so he's got Excellent. that going for him. <laughs> So for me, so for my finder sleeper, Mark, I don't know if that's going to be yours or not, but for my finder sleepers this year, I'm going with Dak Prescott. And we've we got to go off the quarterback position, of course. So a deep sleeper at quarterback yeah. position, Dak Prescott for me uh, out of Dallas. This guy, he can run. Um, he's, he, makes, he makes big plays. He makes things happen. The, the offensive players around him there I think will be um, a huge plus for him. And all he needs is – for Tony Romo to break his ninth clavicle, I don't know how many. <laughs> I don't know how many he has, but he's uh, always breaking one. So, uh, and that's a definitely a possibility. Now, of course, they have Kellen Moore right behind them, but come on, I, I still I, I still like Dak Prescott, and because he's a rookie, he's going to take off a lot. So, uh, even though everybody's projecting him as a project, I can see him getting in and making some things happen. I'm going to go throw my uh, finder sleeper out there, but I'm going to withhold judgment until I see him in training camp here in uh, New England in Boston at Gillette. Jimmy Garoppolo, 
what can he do in that offense, uh, assuming Tom Brady's suspension doesn't get overturned yet again? Uh, what can he do in that offense for the first four games? And he'll be a last-round pick, and he'll be in an offense that Tom Brady has made his own, you know, a, a short rhythm passing offense, you know, Julian Edelman, high-volume target guy, Rob Gronkowski, a high-volume red zone guy. You got uh, Martellus Bennett. You don't have a, a stable of running backs. I know you guys uh, started off the conversation with quarterbacks with the hatred for the uh, hooded one and how he uh, used the running backs, but there's not a great stable of running backs there. Um, it's been the Tom Brady show, and without Tom Brady, what can Garoppolo put together? Um, they've loved him in moments in preseason and training camp, but I can't wait to see what he can do out of the gate. Maybe as a last-round pick, you get a fantasy starting quarterback, um, you know, 16-rounder there. Um, so, Mark, uh, I know we probably scooped your finder sleeper, but what do you got for us? Well, as I say, we sort of talked about Seaman earlier, but, yeah, Zach Prescott, I – yes, for all the reasons that Dave said, I, I definitely like him this year. Um, definitely like him moving forward into next year as a keeper as well because that, that Romo time clock is running very quickly. He's getting more than 60 minutes in an hour. It's running real quick. So I definitely like Zach Prescott. That's a great choice. I like it. All right, so, guys, so, uh, you uh, wrap this up for us and uh... – yeah, Promoter. I just to mention real quick again the so-called fantasy experts draft kit that's uh, dropping this week, as it, as the kids like to say. And then uh, don't forget also another another podcast we have on the so-called fantasy experts podcast network is the fantasy six pack hour, which uh, our content manager Joe Bond does and and his boys get on. They do it every Tuesday night and they have a lot of fun. They talk uh, mostly fantasy, but they mix in um, some some. Uh, random sports news that's going on that week. Uh, Mark, what are you working on this week? I've got the uh, – we're talking about auction values. Uh, I'm putting that together this week. Uh, I'm also doing a little uh, zero wide receiver theory. Um, wow. So everyone can look forward to that. That's uh, going, going like against the trend. <laughs> yeah, that is I'm excited. I like that one. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And I love auctions. I, I, I cannot – uh, get enough fantasy football auctions. It's just you got to find the right people to sit in one room and hammer it out for the uh, two or three hours that it takes. Well, this uh, this will do it for episode two of the Fantasy Fat Cast. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, I am Eric Mack at Eric Mack Sports. David Ganas is at David Ganas, and Mark Strasberg is at Mark Strasberg uh, on Twitter. This uh, this uh, fantasy fat cast preview the quarterback position for fantasy football 2016. You can share this on Twitter and join us next time for episode three, where we'll be talking the running backs preview. And we are out. Later, boys. Bye. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering, just a bit outside. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.